Welcome to the WMSE Hidden Heroes podcast endorsed by the Milwaukee School of Engineering Honors Program. On the behalf of the 2021 Honors students, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Thank you. Hi, I'm Taylor. Welcome to our podcast. Hi, I'm Danielle. Today is April 27, 2022. For this episode, we have the opportunity to interview Camille Mays, who is the founder and co-director of the Peace Garden Project in Milwaukee, along with her fiancé, Greg. Camille began by telling us how she started this project and further explained how gun violence has impacted her and how we can make it changes to better the city of Milwaukee. I did grow up in this neighborhood. However, I used to live in the Lindsay Heights neighborhood. So that was kind of my real home base, where my family home was. And um, I was very familiar with the Sherman Park neighborhood. So we moved here in 2012. And it was a lot different than, you know, what it was when I was growing up. And so um, we were walking, doing a community walk, an alderman walk one day. Some organizers and residents and, and the aldermen. And we were just really looking around and it just seemed to be a lot of memorials. It just looked like a dump, literally. And it was like really sad. And I was like, why can't we have art and color and life on our side of town? And why can't it be beauty? You know, when we walk through and I'm a firm believer in the broken windows theory. And so I was just thinking, and and we were having a conversation about the memorials. And just like the whole long drawn out process that it can get to sometimes involving the police and the city workers with the families and the neighbors. And my mind and my wheels just got the kind of turning about the Peace Garden memorials. But the thought was birthed from that walk. And what I started off with um, was replacing and planting perennials with the family and the community members at the site where the memorials were and removing the teddy bears and the bottles and the candles and planting perennials and planting peace and love there instead. And so that's kind of how Peace Garden Project started. It started in 2015 because the homicides shot up. They, I, I want to say 67%, but don't hold me to that. It was a large number though. And it had just shot up really bad and it was very noticeable. Like what we saw, you know, a couple of years or years back, you know, in 2020 and 2021, just drastic, very noticeable and heartbreaking. And so that's what prompted me to work with the Peace Gardens because I wanted to work around that gun violence, around the healing and implementing those flowers. And the hopes was that the neighbors and other people, they kind of tack on and pick up things when they see somebody with fencing or, you know, lighting or landscaping. So I was hoping that would kind of just fill the flower up. And some, I mean, the block up with flowers. And some blocks where, you know, peace gardens have been that have prompted people to kind of keep things together. So that's the hope that it became a trend and people began to pick up and 
hopefully um, we wouldn't have as many of them. That's so amazing to hear just that your small idea bloomed into so much more and impacted so many more lives than I'm sure you ever thought possible. Do you think that from when you were younger and as you grew up more, you saw an increase in violence in the community at all? I think the older you get, the more you know. Like when you a child, like... I wasn't affected by um, violence that much. Um, I did, like, as I got to be a teenager, I had a lot of friends who did die um, from gun violence. My cousin, a very close cousin, like a brother, was killed um, from gun violence. But I don't know. I, I think it is maybe how you look at it, just the perspective. As a kid, I wasn't really paying attention. I know I was safe. You know, and when I would go, um, I would be over here in Sherman Park. I know it's different now. Like, it's things that we did, and I know we would be worried now about our kids just wandering around the neighborhood. And I know we were able to just wander around and go to the park, and it wasn't really a threat. I don't, I don't ever remember being worried about them shooting at the park when I was a little kid. No, never was I ever worried about that. Never did I was I at the park and they were shooting. Never did I have to duck in my own house. Even on the block that I grew up in, it was kind of like remote where we were in the neighborhood. It was a dead end and we just didn't have things happening. I didn't hear gunshots all the time growing up at all. So yeah, it's different. Do you think, obviously there isn't one answer to like, or a solution, but how can we start initiating that change and bringing awareness to the idea. How have you found, I guess more personally, obviously, like I said, there's not, you can't like pinpoint an exact answer, but do you think that helping to create change in our community, there's a way to do that? Or how do you go about that? Or is it more the healing and that aspect? I think like, you know, we always say if you want different results, you have to do something different. You can't keep doing the same thing and want different results. And so I think we should try some like groundbreaking things. I think um, one of the things that I really like and I support is breaking down silos. So I like the idea of the city working with the people in the community um, with the violence prevention, the mental health, um, some of the vacant um, properties, home buying programs, just things that they can do. Um, right now, what I feel like is we are at a vital turning point in the city. We have $400 million plus coming to the city. And often with a lot of issues or things that the city needed, it wasn't enough in the budget, which is understood. You know, a lot will go to the state and little will come down to the city versus what will go in, but we actually had um, a chance to make change with all of the ARPA dollars and the CARES dollars with what happened with COVID. So I think um, for like mental wellness and CDBG programming dollars, things that directly affect the community, I think it should be some type of um, participatory process, advisory um, council or something to work with the city hand in hand together um, to kind of help um, really get 
the needs of the community because if they're working with them, the people in the community, they can make sure the right needs are being met with the program and being supported in specific communities. So it's not a all across the board type of thing where it can be really specifically catered per neighborhood. And we can start like really attacking and addressing specific issues. I just would like to see what we had going, but where everybody got the full support and worked together fully. Like, imagine if that's what we did with a little bit of effort and everybody wasn't even funded or have the resources and we hadn't even started with some of these buildings and, and programmings. But if we did fully, you know, put 100% in, imagine what we could have done or what we can still do with the city. And right now is more than ever because all of that money came in. It's more than enough to do everything we need in this city. Like you said, like maybe the change like couldn't happen before, but like why is now not a good time for it with the funding and the support of all different people? And I I feel like now just with like different movements or like people aren't afraid now how to like say or like admit that there needs to be change like in the community because I think it starts with the community and advocating for that and then going along and like people are able to use their voices more. I don't know, I feel like in the past years like people have felt more empowered and that goes along with like creating change. Camille has also done work promoting mindfulness and mental health throughout Milwaukee. Can you talk a little bit about your experience with mental health? What I learned is it's, it's very important for you to find some type of therapy, whether it's a therapist or it's art therapy, sound healing, um, whatever your place of peace or balance is, it's important. Um, I think it's important um, if you've been through trauma, but what I learned most during COVID and when I was going through what I was going through after you know the loss of Buka is that really everybody needs some type of mental wellness check and it's like stigmatized um everybody looks at um, mental illness as one boat and it's a lot of passengers on that boat but they look at it as the same boat and it's often labeled a crazy boat and a lot of people with mental illness um different things the family loved ones they don't know how to deal with them because they suffering from some type of mental illness too. I think it's a lot of mental illness out here untreated. And a lot of people don't feel like they need help. A lot of people think they can pray it away or whatever. It's a lot of people who stigmatize therapists because they don't want to be stigmatized. So they don't won't go to that. Um, so I identify a lot of people in denial that they need mental health. And so I think that it's important to practice mindfulness now more than ever for everybody, even the people in the communities and everybody else, because the people who are supposed to provide the help, the teachers, the people working, the officers, the firefighters, the, the service workers, they are burned out. Everybody's tired. The healers in the community. Who heals the healers? Yeah, I think so. I'm um, majoring in nursing here and kind of like getting even started in the healthcare field. It's just crazy because 
I feel like there's the idea that you have to help yourself and only yourself. Like once you're done, like helping other people, like these healthcare workers or these first responders, we have them, they spend their whole like career and jobs and days helping other people. But then when it comes to their struggle with themselves, it's like you have to fend for yourself and you're just alone in this. So I think like going along with what you said, it's just important to like realize you need to help. Like you need to focus on yourself as well as other people. Camille has been working to promote spaces for mindfulness and mental wellness through the Zen Den. The Zen Den uh, was the idea I wanted to have like a healing space or a place that people in the community, especially that particular building, the United Methodist Children's Center and their residents, I wanted to create a space that they would be able to go in and just have a moment. And then we offered art therapy and sound therapy. Um, we had singing bowl sessions and art, and we had art kits and just different things um, we wanted to bring to them. Um, we did get moved around in the space, but we will be um, resuming the Zenden at um, UMCS, just a different location, in June. And so it'll be a space again. Uh, the community members or the uh, employees will be able to go there, take five, take a moment. It'll be um, some diffusers and, you know, meditation mats. Um, and then I'll be providing sound baths there a few times a month for the community members and or the staff. Well, it is it is an interesting story um, about the Zen Den. I would like to talk about it because it's important. Um, I actually got the idea of the name and just really what I wanted to do. Um, I, I had an idea of going into schools and going to places and providing a services and and really want to implement wellness and mindfulness into those spaces but my son Jakari his school Hamilton actually has a zending room and it's a meditation room a space where the students can go um have a a moment and I thought that it was really important because a lot of MPS schools do not have spaces like that I don't even know any that do besides them and so I think that every school should have that, every place should have that, or some type of meditation or healing circle or or that type of space um, that they make or create, not physically, but just the space to do that in, in these places. They need to implement mental wellness, mindfulness more into the schools, into the workplace. So I thought that that was good. And I just wanted to just create the ultimate Zen then. And, you know, eventually uh, a Zen bus. So that's my goal, just for us to have the ultimate Zen then, you know, for people to come in. Yeah, I think it's really important to have these spaces in schools. I know where I went to schools, they promoted mental wellness, but there wasn't a physical place for students to feel comfortable practicing. So I think it's really cool that you're bringing this idea to Milwaukee and bringing it to the communities. I just wanted to thank you so much for sharing all of your experiences and how much you're impacting the community. It um, 
it doesn't go unnoticed. I don't know if you receive direct like recognition or like praise, but I just like, it's so awesome and kind of like helping like who we have and like our adults in our community in the workplace, but also like helping shape our future in that aspect and the mental health and the wellness. So thank you for that. And thank you for sharing all your stories and your experiences. Thank you for joining us. See you next time.